Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here, and you're listening to the CFI podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. How can I, as a CFI, work with someone who is a little bit anxious when it comes to stalling? Hey everyone, Jason Shepard here of M0A.com. You are listening to the CFI podcast, the Certificated Flight Instructor Podcast brought to you by our CFI referral and partner program. We actually pay you. Anytime you, as the flight instructor, refer a student to M0A.com and they continue on to purchase something, we actually write you a check. How cool is that? If that's something you're interested in, reach out to Scott. Scott is in charge of that CFI referral and partner program. Scott's email is scott, S-C-O-T-T, at M-Z-E-R-O-A dot com. Scott at M-Z-E-R-O-A dot com. Reach out to him. Tell him you heard about it on the CFI podcast. No strings attached. Doesn't cost you a thing to get set up. Uh, Doesn't cost you a thing to chat with Scott. We are out there to help you, the CFI, and certainly help make general aviation a safer place. So how do we teach stalls? Listen, most students are scared of stalls. So how do we work with someone who has anxieties towards stalls? Maybe they've heard about stalls or maybe they just kind of have an idea. I'm amazed at how many students show up and think stalls have something to do with the engine stalling. I mean, how many CFIs out there have, maybe it was you a long time ago, or you've dealt with a student that goes, does that mean we're going to turn the engine off? You say, no, we're talking about an aerodynamic stall. And this is why education is the key. This is why we release so many videos uh, out on YouTube to to create some awareness. I mean, geez, last year alone, by the way, 3.1 million views across our YouTube channel. Just so cool. A lot of it's because of you guys referring your awesome students that way. And of course, a lot of those go on to become online ground school members, which again, through that partner program, we are paying you to do. But education is the key. You know, this is a good time for a lesson in aerodynamics. And really how I break it down is this. Why do we practice stalls? We practice stalls to practice recoveries, not how to practice how to stall an airplane. In fact, what I tell most students is, I frankly don't care how you stall the airplane. I care all about how you recover. Now, that's not being said, just yank it back and stall the airplane. There are certain power on, power off procedures I like to see because I do want the stall to be as realistic as possible. I'm coming into land. I do that dirty word that I talk about, flare, like I'm at some space shuttle or triple seven coming into land or power on stall. I pitch back way, way too much on my takeoff. We simulate those sort of things and stall. But generally, I don't care how you stall. I care about the recovery. So let's start using that phrase. Why do we practice stalls? To practice recoveries. You know, maybe if they have a fear of stalling, I usually start with, I'm going to show you a few first. 
And it could be the third, fourth lesson. I'm gonna say, listen, right before we head back, I don't want you to do one. I want you just to sit back and enjoy this. I'm gonna show you a stall and I'll do a power on stall. I'll do a very, I will just baby my way through it. I'll, I'll show them the stall warning horn. I'll let them hear it or see the stall warning light. I'll show them how mushy, mushy the controls are getting. I'll let them feel that buffet. I'll take it to a break, be it a baby break, because I'll really only do it at like 75% power and work my way up. And eventually when their lesson for stalls comes up, and I won't do it that day, I usually just want to introduce the principal and show them, hey, stalls, they're not that scary. And I'll show it to them. And then next lesson, two lessons down the road, I'll say, listen, I'm going to show you another stall and I'd like you to just follow me on the controls. And this time I'd like you to actually do it. And I'll still kind of follow them and baby them and follow them on the controls a little bit there. And again, power, I usually start with power on stalls just because power off stalls usually have a very hard break to them. They're fun, but they usually have a very hard break and there's a lot more going on, bringing up flaps and increments. Power on stalls are a great way to work into it. Now there could be consequences too if they're uncoordinated and break into a turning stall or you know, close to a spin. So you've got to monitor that and not allow that to happen because you don't want them to have a bad experience. Most students I see that have a fear of stalling usually get over it after I show them a stall properly the first time. They go, oh, that's not so bad. Then there's the other type of student that has a fear of stalling because their instructor scared them to death. Or even worse, their instructor allowed them to scare themselves to death by breaking it into a turning stall or an inseparate spin or a full spin, fully developed spin. So this is why I usually start with a power on stall, 75% power, let them baby into it, get a real soft break, maybe only take it to the warning horn, take it to the buffet and recover. Because after all, we practice stalls to practice recoveries. Now I avoid early on offering tidbits of information like, hey, listen, you better keep it coordinated or we're gonna spin. Now I'll offer that advice to my more advanced pilots. Because, well, duh, you got to know it. But if you tell that to a brand new, less than 10-hour student pilot who's working on stalls, and you tell them, if you let that, that ball get out of that cage on your turn coordinator, you're going to spin. What do you think they're going to focus on? They are going to stare at that ball, and everything else is going to go crazy, and they'll still end up almost spinning that airplane. They will fixate on what you tell them. So you need to tell them this is a VFR maneuver. I know there's not a lot to see outside, but let's pick that cloud way out there in the distance. Let's focus on that. And now let's do our power on soul. Yeah, you can glance inside. And yeah, I'd like you to stay coordinated, but you can't fixate on those sort of things. The same goes for heading. If I tell you, hold that 360 heading, if you start putting any little bank in there, you're going to do a turn install and could end up spinning us. They're going to fixate on that heading and everything else is going to go crazy. Give them a cloud. Give them something else to look at outside. See, with those power on stalls, we, you know, we, I like to baby it. I like to 75% power, then 80% power work into it. Help them understand 
why we're practicing each stall as well. Hey, in a power on stall, what we're simulating is we just took off, we're really not paying attention, we pitch back way too much, or, or worse, ATC says, listen, I need you to get to 1,000 feet AGL as soon as possible, and you're just trying to climb way too fast, and you end up stalling the airplane. A power off stall, we're simulating, we're coming into land, we get a little bit too low, too slow, we pitch back, uh, we flare, which we should never do, well, at least the crazy type of flare I'm talking about, and we end up stalling the airplane. Give them this scenario so they can better wrap it around their brain here. You give them the present, and you can almost tie the bow, but let them finish it. That's the sort of stuff I'm looking for. In power off stalls, teach them why we baby out the flaps and in increments. Usually I'll show my students and I'll beat it into their brain awfully quick. Watch what happens if I go to recover and I bring out all the flaps at once. Look at my vertical speed indicator. What altitude did I start at? What altitude did I finish at? We would have made a 400 foot hole in the ground if we did that. That is why we baby out the flaps and in increments. Here's how we do it. The moment we stall, you know, carb heat in full power, we can take out one notch. Through 70 knots, next notch of flaps. Positive rate of climb uh, or, or at zero, we're stable, last notch of flaps. Whatever your procedure is for your aircraft, work them through that procedure. Show them a few, a few first but really baby your way into it. Now again, usually I introduce stalls, lesson three, lesson four, I do one real quick, just a little tiny break. I want them to be able to say, okay, that wasn't so bad. That really, that wasn't what I was expecting. That wasn't as bad as I thought. Whew, I did my job if I hear those words. That wasn't as bad as I thought because I don't know why student pilots are, are just have this phobia of stalls. Now they hear things, they had a bad experience, or they just hear things from their other pilot buddies. They go, oh, wait till you start stalling. That's crazy. And they have this fear of stalling. It is something that needs to be overcome because you can't let a student go into a check ride with a fear of stalling. On a day where they're already nervous, stalls could be the area they bust on the PTS or soon-to-be ACS, Airman Certification Standards. Work into stalls slowly and educate your students. That is my best advice. Listen, thanks so much for all you guys do. You are truly making general aviation a safer place. I'd love to compensate you for that. Any student you send our way, I wanna pay you for that referral, for that sale. Again, reach out to Scott, scott at m0a. Dot com, and we will pay you for every single sale you send to m0a.com. Scott will get you all set up without. When you send Scott an email, be sure to tell him you heard about this on the CFI podcast. Guys, enjoy the rest of your day. And most importantly, remember that a good pilot is always learning. Have a great day, guys. See you.